And we are back. Uh, good afternoon. It's now noon, and this hearing of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee will come to order. This is a full committee hearing on the nomination of Mr. Doug Manchester of California to be the Ambassador Extraordinary and Plenipotentiary, Plenipotentiary of the United States of America to the Commonwealth of the Bahamas. Mr. Manchester is chairman of Manchester Financial Group. He's an, a true industrialist with accomplishments on a national and international scale, uh, involved in telecommunications, radio broadcasts, medical instrumentation, publishing, real estate development, and uh, we'll be hearing uh, from him in a moment. Uh, in the interest of time, uh, knowing it's already noon, I'm going to defer uh, any further comment now to the ranking members so that we can get to the nominee's uh, introduction and, and questions. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Very briefly, uh, Mr. Manchester, uh, appreciate your willingness to appear before the committee after a lengthy hearing that just took place, so uh, appreciate your staying power. Uh, I understand that there are some significant problems with your paperwork, including discrepancies and incomplete answers that didn't fully align with your Office of Government Ethics paperwork and your FEC filing. So I know we've made progress, but I still think uh, some of our, uh, we still have some questions, and I would urge you to deal with those questions as they come your way so that we can have all of your paperwork uh, in, in ready to be considered in its totality. And then finally, the Bahamas may be a small island, but it is a part of uh, our Caribbean uh, initiatives. Uh, particularly, I'm interested in how we get the Bahamas to start voting with us, for example, at the OAS on Venezuela and other places, and what we do in combating transnational crime and drug trafficking. So look forward to your views on that and other things as we proceed. And Mr. Manchester, I'm going to recognize you now for your opening statement. My uh, free and unsolicited advice is that your whole statement's going to be in the record. Uh, uh, if you could, the shorter your statement, the shorter the hearing will be. And uh, <laughs> let me put it that way. And. Um, and I would just echo what the ranking member said. I don't think there's any notion that it was intentional, but it, it's difficult when you come from the world of business to the world of politics, which is what an ambassador is. The paperwork is lengthy and extensive. I know it takes a lot of time and manpower. Uh, as I commented to you, the more things you own, the longer it takes to fill these things out. But uh, obviously, a lot of these nominations here get held up because people struggle to get that in. And so the quicker we can get that paperwork in, uh, the faster the processing can happen. Uh, I imagine you're working very hard on that as it is, uh, but, I, but I echo that, and that's, that's true of all nominees that come before us. So with that, I recognize you for your opening statement, and I just thank you for your willingness to, to serve America. Well, thank you very much, uh, Chairman Rubio and, uh, uh, and uh, uh, Ranking Member Menendez. I appreciate your comments. Uh, that paperwork is in, in the work, has been completed, and has already been submitted. Uh, the, uh, I really thank you for considering my nomination to serve as this great nation's ambassador uh, to the Bahamas. I'm honored by this immense privilege entrusted to me by President Trump. In addition, uh, Rex Tillerson, Secretary of State Rex Tillerson, uh, uh, for supporting this appointment. If confirmed, uh, I am confident that my qualifications uh, will allow me to represent our government uh, to promote stronger bilateral relations uh, to the Bahamas. After all, it is, uh, as I will continue to discuss, uh, our third border to our country. It's uh, 50 miles from our share shore. Uh, so goes uh, uh, America, so goes the Bahamas. And they, uh, it's very important for us to, as Secretary Tillerson uh, uh, assured me, it's very, very important for us to keep uh, them close to our, our, 
our shore. And um, let me just start by saying, let me give you a little background of who I am. I, uh, my mom and dad ran away from home when I, they were 17, went out to, to California to work for the factories. And uh, in 1942, I was born. And in 45, a lot of people don't really uh, uh, remember what they were doing at age three. And I don't remember much, but I remember one thing. I was driving down the street, hanging on to the back seat or the front seat of a coupe. My mother was driving, best friend next to her. And all of a sudden, the car stopped and honks, uh, horns were honking. Uh, and uh, my mom started to cry. So I cried. But her tears were of joy because it was the end of World War II. And uh, that was a thing that I'll always remember. Uh, very, very uh, close in my memory. And um, uh, my father, after World War II, got a job in San Diego, California, and in my opinion, one of the great cities in this great America. And I was able to work my way through college uh, at San Diego State University and went into business. My uh, greatest accomplishment is the fact that I have eight, a beautiful wife and eight wonderful children and 13 uh, incredible grandchildren. Uh, I was very blessed to be uh, in a lot of different businesses. I, I think I've got them listed here. You have them listed. Uh, you've already gone over some of them, but Spectrum Telecom, real estate, medical instrumentation, including the volumetric infusion pump that saved millions of lives, uh, medical, the uh, uh, automatic blood pressure readout, the electric thermometer, uh, broadcasting, publishing, uh, construction, hotel ownership. Uh, I was fortunate enough to build the second largest Hyatt in the world, the second largest Marriott in the world, and the an incredibly successful convention center on the waterfront in San Diego. Uh, all of this, 20-plus uh, companies, surrounded myself with outstanding employees and incredible uh, consultants and uh, had the opportunity uh, to surround myself with very, very brilliant and wonderful people. But I've always, uh, my philosophy has always been this, that there's no I in team. And the fact that you've got to build a team and you've got to recognize their various talents. And as a result, I was able to, in fact, accomplish uh, a lot of which will be very, very important, in my opinion, uh, in running a successful embassy in the Bahamas. Um, working together in concert with the U.S. Embassy and the Commonwealth of the Bahamas, uh, it has a tremendous opportunity to attract more business interests, uh, increase economic stability, and to address regional and challenges uh, associated with drugs, human trafficking, and illegal uh, migration. If confirmed by the Senate, I would dedicate all my passion and experience and ability to ensuring the United States of America maintains a mutually beneficial presence and in the Bahamas that creates greater prosperity for American and Bahamian interests. Uh, having employed uh, thousands of, of people over the years, I have seen the impact that a job and a paycheck can have on a community. Uh, I have herein pledged that I will do all in my power to advocate for the U.S. companies uh, and entrepreneurs to invest in the Bahamas. As our closest neighborhood, as I previously mentioned, uh, after Canada and Mexico, uh, we must ensure we maintain strong presence and we must demonstrate our capabilities in the Bahamas to help country create jobs and improve economic performance. When the world is working and families have incomes, it is a more secure place. In addition to our historically uh, close economic and commercial ties, we have used our diplomatic relationships to help Bahamas address a multiple of concerns from crime to environmental protection. We must continue to work together on increasing overall economic stability and reducing crime, uh, tackling human and drug trafficking. As Secretary Tillerson said directly to me, he said, uh, 
listen, uh, OAS, UN vote, we're joined at the hip, and we want to continue to, in fact, do all we can to do what we can to create America and, and the Bahamas close to, to us. Uh, Mr. Chairman, in closing, I would like to say I've had a blessed life growing up in the greatest country in the world and uh, obviously in one of the great cities in that country. And being nominated to, the U, uh, to represent the U.S. has been remarkable and an honor and deeply humbling experience. I pledge to you and the American people that if confirmed by the United States Senate, uh, I'll work tirelessly, spiritually, professionally, and alongside Congress to faithfully represent American interests. I appreciate the opportunity to appear before you today, and I want to take this opportunity to God bless you and every one of the other senators. I've, one of the things that has happened through this whole experience is that I've understood uh, for the first real time in my life how hard the Senate and the Congress work. I mean, you all uh, are doing a great job for our country, and on behalf of our country, I thank you. Now well, I'm open for any questions. I thank you for that uh, final statement on the hard work. That is a matter of debate, uh, but, uh, <laughs> but, but well, we are honored to do this. Uh, <laughs> but uh, just quickly, first of all, I want to congratulate you on your honesty and, and modesty. You saw, because you, you said the second largest Hyatt in Marriott. You could have said one of the largest or the largest and let the fact checkers take care of it. Uh, well, I'll, I'll be curious to find out later who has the largest in either one. And, uh, That's in Chicago. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. And uh, uh, let me, you pointed to it already, and I just want to reiterate it. The Bahamas has, on the issue of Venezuela, you heard some discussion about it here today. It's been one of the leading agenda items for the OAS. The, the, the Bahamas has consistently voted, has voted with the United States and the other democracies in the region in defense of democracy. We thank them for that. We're appreciative of it. And just want your commitment that should that ever waver, for whatever reason, that you will be firm and steadfast in supporting the administration's position on that matter with the Bahamian authorities. If I'm fortunate enough to be uh, confirmed by the Senate, you can have my assurance that I'll always, and every inch of my uh, fiber will, in fact, uh, speak out for democracy and do all I can to work together with uh, the Bahamas uh, and the Bahamian government to do it. It's a new government down there. It was a new beginning. Uh, we, uh, I, I salute their democracy that they've uh, recently uh, had a great election and new people are coming into power. And it looks, uh, according to all of the people that I've talked to, including our charges A and our existing uh, embassy staff down there, that, that it really looks bright. And as I say, uh, the greater America becomes, the, the, the greater benefit it'll be for the Bahamas. And by the way, just to be clear, I don't have any reason to believe that they would waver in their commitment at the OAS, but it's important to put that on the record. Number two is, uh, as I commented to you earlier, from where I live in South Florida, in my hometown of Miami, having someone come to you and say they're going to the Bahamas for the weekend or even for the day is not unusual. People just run over to Bimini for the day, they run over for the weekend, not to mention the number of cruise passengers who come through South Florida out of Fort Lauderdale, Miami, even Tampa and the cruises make stops in either private islands that are territory of the Bahamas or, or Nassau or some of the other ports of call. As a result of so many Americans literally overnighting back and forth same-day trips, there's significant consular services oftentimes arise, medical emergencies, whatever it might be. Yes. And just seek your commitment that that will be among our foremost priorities while you are there, if confirmed, to ensure that we are providing and continue to provide first-class services for Americans in the Bahamas and, uh, and if at any moment in time you feel that the resources available to you because of cuts in the budget or the like are undermining that mission, that you will commit to, to being clear and frank with both uh, Congress and certainly the State Department about that. I certainly will. 
and, and my last question involves China and fishing rights. Late last year, it was reported that a Bahamian government official had unauthorized talks with China to lease its waters, the waters of the Bahamas, for commercial fishing to the Chinese. This, without a doubt, is concerning because Florida's shores are in close proximity. And while these talks did not yield an agreement, we remain concerned about the potential that Chinese commercial fish, fishing vessels, which Beijing has used as a type of militia in the South China Sea, would be so close to U.S. waters and potentially involved now in, in dispute with American commercial and recreational fishing interests uh, in what might be uh, international waters or even Bahamian waters. If, if confirmed, have you given any thought to how we would approach this issue with the Bahamian government if, if that were to arise? Well, I really do uh, believe that uh, the presence of Homeland Security and our Coast Guard off the shore and all of what we're doing to protect the Bahamas uh, really needs to be uh, continually uh, emphasized to the Bahamian government, uh, even though China has, in fact, made a, a significant uh, uh, economic contribution uh, to the Commonwealth of the Bahamas uh, in the form of... Uh, uh, hotels, resorts, and so on and so forth, uh, uh, that uh, we just need to encourage more business uh, from America to, uh, uh, to be there. I've had already talks with uh, people regarding to the uh, uh, University of Bahama. I think there's no reason why we can't have a medical school there. Uh, I was uh, part of the biotech cluster in, in uh, La Jolla, and uh, that's where the medical instrumentation and biotech came from. And I believe that with a medical school down there, I think we could, in fact, encourage some medical instrumentation to be manufactured there and to, to do everything we possibly can to allow uh, for America's interests uh, to continually to be uh, appreciated and as a result of being appreciated, certainly protecting our rights with regards to fishing and other uh, security issues. Well, and again, to be clear, that conversation happened. It was an unauthorized discussion between a member of the government and the Chinese governments, but all these things you've pointed to, security, um, cooperation, tourism, economic interrelations, medical school, economic contributions, all of these things would be endangered if at any point in the future, and I'm not, I'm not saying that it's going to happen, and certainly not a threat, but it's just the reality. If at any point in the future the Bahamian government considered leasing its waters for commercial fishing to the Chinese at the expense of the United States, so close to our shores, I think that would certainly, shores, that would most certainly have a very negative impact on our relations with them. And, uh, and so I, I do appreciate your answer, the ranking member. Uh, thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, Mr. Manchester, how would you characterize the U.S.-Bahama uh, relationship? Well, as I mentioned, I think it's our third border, uh, Canada, uh, Mexico, and the Bahamas. Uh, effectively, it's 50 miles from our shore. It's incredibly important to us economically and also incredibly important to us from a security standpoint. And as a result, I'll do everything I possibly can to continue to promote democracy and the closeness and the close ties between the Bahamian government, the Commonwealth of Bahamas, and also the United States. And as Secretary Tillerson told me, we just need to do everything we possibly can to promote and make the, uh, uh, the Commonwealth of the Bahamas as great as it can be. Mm. Now, in your conversations with the Senate Foreign Relations Committee staff, you uh, described uh, the Bahamas as a protectorate of the United States. Is that, is that a view that you uh, uh, believe is, is part of our relationship? Well, certainly, we, uh, for all intents and purposes, uh, we believe that it is a protectorate. We have Coast Guard uh, there, Homeland Security. Uh, uh, we are obviously working with the Royal Bahamian uh, Police Force, which we uh, 
uh, want to, in fact, continue to support, who are doing a great job in the interdiction of human, truck, uh, human and, uh, trafficking and, and, uh, and drugs and also uh, gun running. But a protectorate uh, implies that uh, the Bahamians uh, aren't a fully independent nation, that uh, we somehow have some view that uh, we have some type of quasi-control over them. I don't believe that is what I've uh, mentioned. I think that obviously we come to, to, uh, to the help of uh, Bermuda and uh, other areas in the Caribbean and also Canada and all of the other people that are surround, all of the other countries that are surrounding us. We uh, have to continue to, in fact, be a, uh, uh, have a great military uh, presence and uh, make sure that we do not end up with a uh, South China Sea situation and the Bahamian, uh, and the Commonwealth of Bahamas. The Bahamas, 60% uh, uh, of their uh, uh, revenue comes from uh, tourism and uh, uh, which I believe that that will continue to increase. They have a huge number of islands, and it's a landmass of 5,000 miles. It's area of California, and uh, 330,000 people, most of which uh, a couple hundred thousand of them live in the Nassau area. So uh, I, I think that uh, from a protectorate standpoint, if I said that, I, I, I uh, said that in the, in the, in the contents of which, in fact, we currently, in fact, uh, have governmental agencies working hand-in-hand hand with the Bahamian government. Yeah, so a South China Sea situation, South China Sea situation, the South China Sea issue is because China, a major country, has decided to develop islands and move militarily. You're not suggesting that the Bahamians are going to pose a South China Sea challenge to us, are they? I didn't understand your question. I, you, you referred to, uh, in part of my, your response to my previous question, to that we don't want to see a South China Sea situation. The South China Sea uh, uh, allusion to the South China Sea is China as a country has decided to develop islands in the South China Sea, militarize them, and try to claim them in international passageways. I don't see what your nexus is saying about the Bahamians, that you don't want to see a South China Sea situation. Well, I might have uh, misunderstood or uh, misstated that uh, particular statement. Let me ask you and this. What, that, what, I, do I, you, what do you believe would be your top three uh, policy issues that you'll pursue uh, on behalf of the United States of the Bahamians? Well, first of all, my responsibility is to for the protection of the uh, United States citizens traveling in, in the Bahamas and obviously the protection of the embassy uh, and uh, all of its uh, American uh, citizens and to promote uh, economic well-being by encouraging additional U.S. investment into the uh, Bahamian com Commonwealth. Okay, so, uh, so where do you rank uh, our collective effort? If Bahamas is, as you say, the third border, where do you rank the efforts to make sure that narcotics trafficking, much of which comes to the Caribbean, uh, is a priority uh, of your ambassadorship should be confirmed? Well, that's a top priority, for sure. Okay. You didn't mention it. That's why I'm trying to figure out. Let me ask you this. Uh, you talked about the importance of U.S. citizens, and I totally agree with that. Um, do, do you, uh, you have um, a role, as, if confirmed as the ambassador, uh, to, in essence, be the CEO of U.S. Embassy uh, Nassau. 
and your role and responsibilities as a manager in the past have drawn some public criticism. Uh, one journalist from the San Diego Union Tribune, which you owned at one point, wrote the following, and I quote, Manchester acknowledges the hard-edged caricature is partly his fault, that one key issue is that he can be a bulldog, quick to temper and prone to verbal tirades. Uh, the same article said of you that you're prone to emotional outbursts, fiercely competitive and litigious, um, and uh, talking about that you only like big projects because you don't want singles or doubles, you're going after home runs. <laughs> so temperament of a United States ambassador is incredibly important. Yes, it and is. so I raise this question, as I would of a judge when we talk about federal judges' temperament on the bench, in terms of an ambassador, temperament is very important both for those who are going to be working under your leadership and those who you're going to be engaging with uh, as uh, the ambassador of the United States with the Bahamian government. Can you speak to, to those issues? Yes, I can. Uh, first of all, uh, I don't know exactly the article you're talking about, but it may have been written by a disgruntled reporter that uh, no longer was with the uh, uh, Union Tribune. But the bottom line is, is that, that I always believe and have always believed through my entire life that you got to in fact, uh, there's no I in team, and we're a team uh, player, and we have to do that at the embassy. And I uh, will take my, my uh, accomplishments uh, that I've done uh, and have excelled in over the last uh, uh, almost 50 years uh, to be in a position where I think you'll have as many counteracting articles written and how I have been able to, in fact, uh, assemble great teams and be able to be successful as you would from a disgruntled reporter. Uh, well, another individual uh, said he likes the challenge of building something from nothing. Once it's, it's up and running, it's boring to him. He's a very poor manager. He'll tell you that. Is that a true statement? I don't think that's true at all. Okay. I've managed the, I've built and managed many, many things. Uh, we, I built and managed the Grand Del Mar Resort as an example. It's the number one resort in America. Let me ask you two other lines of questioning. In 2008, you made a rather large donation uh, in support of California Proposition 8 uh, to oppose same-sex marriage. The donation created a good deal of controversy. Many of your hotels were the focus of the boycott campaign. Many people would see your view for Proposition 8 as support for a policy of discrimination. Would you like to clarify your position for the committee? Uh, my position has been clarified many, many times. The fact that I am totally 100% for uh, human rights and all across the board, anything that uh, the people want to do in this country and the parameters of the wall, are, they are certainly, they, they, I encourage them to do so. I've had many uh, thousands of employees and the same percentage of, of uh, gay and lesbian workers that have worked with me. I, I'm not anti-gay. I am not, uh, 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 I support and have and actually contributed uh, same amounts of money or more uh, to the gay and lesbian uh, effort and, and movement. And that was, uh, I think, 10 or 11 years ago, and I was asked by the Catholic Bishop of San Diego, and I'm a Catholic, uh, to contribute, and I did, and my family was opposed to it, and I want to clarify the issue that that was a huge mistake, and, uh, and I have more than, rec uh, more than done everything to rectify that mistake. Would you submit for the record your support that you just described of uh, LGBT causes? I think this is the record, and that does, in fact, uh, support 
I do, in fact. I'll look at their filings. I don't recall it, but if you have it, that's fine. If you don't, I'd like to see it for, the, uh, for you submitted to the, for the record. Let me ask you this. Well, can I do that for the record, sir? Sorry for interrupting, yes. uh, Senator. Yeah. Uh, can I do that to, for the record right now? Uh, the fact that sure, I certainly. If you, if you want to, uh, you I mean you can do it verbally. If you want to do it verbally, I'm uh, saying you can submit a document saying, here's the contributions, here's the efforts, here's the support I've given, yeah. uh, and that'll be part of the record. But if you want to do it verbally and the chairman is willing to give you the time, I'm happy to well, do I certainly to it. Support uh, gay and lesbian marriage, if, if that, that for the record. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you this. In 2016, the International Consortium of Investigative Journalists made a major disclosure about offshore banking practices in Panama, a trove of documents generally referred to as the Panama Papers. One of the companies listed in the Panama Papers was named Manchester Financial Group, which happens to be the name of your company. Can you clarify whether your company has ever used offshore banking services in Panama? Never, never ever. And uh, I can't control uh, people using the Manchester name. Uh, I probably, the Manchester soccer team in England uh, probably makes a, uh, maybe it's not, uh, but I'm, my name is Manchester and I have never had anything to do with that uh, referred name, even though it has the same name as my company, but I have never ever. So done. the Manchester Financial Group in the Panama Papers, which just happens to be the same name as your company, is not your company, is what you're saying to the committee. Absolutely not. Has and you have never had it. offshore bank accounts in Panama? Never. How about anywhere else? Never, ever. Okay. All right. Uh, I appreciate your answers to my questions. Well, thank you, Senator. I appreciate it. Uh, seeing no further questions, I would uh, thank you for your time here today and for your testimony. Uh, at some point, the chairman, and I don't know what uh, the chairman of the full committee, uh, will proceed to schedule a, what's called a business meeting on your nomination, and then there'll be a vote on that. The, the record for this hearing will also remain open for 48 hours, 48 hours, so there may be additional questions submitted by other members that were not able to attend. I encourage you to answer those uh, uh, as soon as possible. It'll help close up the record uh, of the hearing. And again, we, we thank you and, and your family for being here and for your willingness to appear before us and your willingness to serve the country. With that, uh, this hearing is adjourned.